Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter where you're from. You have a tail. You matter. On this show, we strive to bring you the tales of people from Small Hope College in Holland, Michigan. So join us. Sit back, relax, kick your feet up, plug in the headphones, or crank the music up on your drive, and just listen to our tales. Because it doesn't matter where you're from, doesn't matter who you are, you have a tale and you deserve to be heard. Ladies, gentlemen, and everybody else, welcome to the Tales of Hope podcast. This is your host, Nick McNamara. This is actually being recorded the day after Mike's, but you will not be hearing this until, I don't know, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday of the next week. You know, I don't want to, after the hour and nine minutes of listening to Mike's story, I don't want to overload you, so I'll give you a little bit of a break. But, you know who I am. You know what I do here. If you don't, stop this go back to the beginning I'll, I'll wait for you don't worry um you can find us on all sorts of social media on facebook we are tales of hope podcast instagram and twitter at tales of hope pod youtube tales of hope podcast anchor app just search tales of hope or you can go on the anchor website anchor.fm slash tales of hope through that you can find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. I am working, maybe by the time this goes up, it will be on there, getting us on Apple Podcasts through iTunes. Who knows? Um, I forgot to say last time, also, email us if you are interested in coming on the show, if you know people who should be on the show, if you have comments, suggestions, whatever. Send it to storiesofhopepod at gmail.com. Also, I want to give a shout out to two people who support this podcast who are former Hope students. Reggie Daniels, a.k.a. Reggie Smokes, that is R-E-G-G-I-E-S-M-O-K-E-Z. You can find him on YouTube and SoundCloud. He is an up-and-coming rapper out of Chicago. And... Brandon Robinson, a.k.a. Fresh Vibes, F-R-E-S-H-V-I-I-B-E-Z, on YouTube. He played football here at Hope and is now reviewing the new music that comes out. So, if you're interested in those two, give them a like, follow them, let them know that the Tales of Hope sent you, and who knows, maybe they'll come on the show one day. Got a great guest today, someone that I have known I would say since day one of my time at Hope, we had class That's together. That's true. <laughs> we, I clean the building that she works in now. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce Tori Longfield. Hello, everyone. It's nice to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. So let's go all the way back. It's our favorite thing to do here at Hope, <laughs> the icebreaker first day of class. Um, talk about, you know, where are you from? Yeah. Where you graduated with, I know you have a few, ma few majors. Yep. So, 
Take us back. Yeah, so I grew up in a little town in central Illinois um, called LaSalle, LaSalle, Illinois. I often say LaSalle, Peru. They're separate cities, but <laughs> that often helps people kind of orient where that's at. And I often say, too, if you're ever driving from Michigan through Illinois to Iowa, you've been through my hometown. <laughs> you probably would have no idea. People often stop for gas there, and that's about it. But a little, little city. Not many people. Okay. Um, that's where I grew up, middle cornfields. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And then my time at Hope here, I studied history and got a uh, Bachelor's of Arts in History, and I also studied music. So I was a flute performance major and, and also got a degree in Bachelor's of Music. So I actually hold two degrees from Hope, which is kind of crazy. I don't know how I did that, <laughs> but it somehow managed to happen. Okay. So. And I know, guys, last week, Mike was the first person to not graduate from Hope and be on the show. I'm sorry that we can't start a streak of that right now. I just know too many people from my time here at Hope who went to Hope. But, well, so go all the way back to the beginning. Talk mm -hmm. about growing up. Yeah, so I was actually born in Ohio okay. in Columbus. So go Buckeyes. There might be some, <laughs> some viewers that are not happy with that statement, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, well. Um, and I lived there until I was three. I have no memories of that, but that's okay. okay. Um, and at that time, so my dad's an endodontist. So he's a, a dentist that does root canals. Got a it. dentist no one likes to see, but he's a great guy. <laughs> um, and at that point, he graduated from OSU and moved to a little town, LaSalle, and decided that's where he was going to start his practice. So he moved, at that point, my brother and I, my brother was, I think, like three or four weeks old at that point. And <laughs> some of you may know him. Um, and we moved across to LaSalle, and that's kind of where, what I remember of life. Yeah. You know, small town, you know, my, uh, I went to a K-8 school for okay. those first eight years. I um, actually started in first grade, but I did preschool at a, a Montessori school in town. Um, but it was originally a one-room schoolhouse. So wow. there are people that remembered. I had a teacher that graduated probably 30 or 40 years before when I had her <laughs> in eighth grade and sixth through eighth. And she remembered when the school was a one-room schoolhouse. And she wow. grew up in the farm next door to the school. And... You know, I watched the crops rotate between corn and soybeans. I can tell you a lot about that. <laughs> you know, oh, I wouldn't yeah. consider myself a country girl, but in a lot of ways I was in the country. Right. You know, I wasn't, like my family wasn't a country. We didn't farm or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But I had a lot of friends and people I grew up with that yeah. were farmers and yeah. learned a lot about that way of life. So, yeah. Did you ever think growing up that would be something you would do? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And so quick to that answer, too. Yeah, my parents are both from Indiana. So they they moved from Indiana and Ohio. They spent some time in Montana, uh, <laughs> Chicago, and then they settled down in this little town to raise their family. And, okay. you know, it was never, although a lot of my friends from high school and K 8, they are, they're all, many of them are still in the area, still in right. Illinois. I never wanted to stay in Illinois. <laughs> I wanted to go. <laughs> I wanted to explore a little bit, see new things, and uh, growing up, I always went to a church camp okay. up here in Michigan. So a lot okay. in Michigan, just by Pawpaw, yep. that sort of area. By neck of the woods. Yeah. yeah. 
So went to a camp over there and not RCA, not reformed. <laughs> I'll just lay that on the table. <laughs> hey, we don't judge you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's kind of, I grew up falling in love with Michigan. So that was when I was looking for a school. Okay. Wanted to get out of Illinois and Michigan was appealing as well. So. All right. Yeah. So is it just you and Robbie? There are four of us actually. Four of you. Yep. Oh, wow. So I'm the oldest of four. Um, my brother, Robbie Henry, or Velicity's Henry, sorry, mm -hmm. he got married. Um, he's two years younger than me. And then my sister is six years younger than me, Catherine okay. Henry. Uh, she's actually here at Hope. She's a freshman. Awesome. So sophomore. She just started her sophomore. Yeah, we're way ahead. <laughs> Hopefully you know. she doesn't hear that. Yes. Cat, I got that right. <laughs> she's a sophomore studying studio okay. art. Nice. Um, and then my youngest brother, we're in the, the midst of recruiting him for okay. the fourth and final grand finale. Um, so right. he very well may be a freshman next year here. We'll have to, to wait and see. Fingers crossed. I know, right? Lots Talk of about that. Crossed. Just kind yeah. of the family dynamic that you guys had. Yeah, we're really close. Mm -hmm. All four of us. Um, Robbie and I, <laughs> we fought like cats and dogs <laughs> in high school. Don't ask him those stories because I don't want you to know. <laughs> hey, Robbie, if you're listening to this because I know you follow us, you're going to come on the show and you're going to talk about this. <laughs> we had some fun times growing up, too. We both played in band together. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, in a sense, he followed me to hope in a sense, but also it was his own decision. Right. We both played in band all four years, well, two years that we were both on campus together. Okay. So we always kind of connected through playing together and having mm -hmm. shared experiences like that. Yeah. Um, so we're very close. And, uh, you know, there's six years difference between me and my sister, and there's eight years between right. me and my brother. So that's a big gap. Yeah, it is. But we've always been, you know, as close as you can be. Like, we're in very right. different phases of life. Like, mm -hmm. I'm married, I have a career. Right. You know, and then I look at my little brother who just started driving last year. <laughs> That's a big difference. Just took the, AC, or the SAT and, you know, all of right. that. So it's, um, I like to explain, it's becoming less this way, but mm -hmm. for a while when I was going through college and my sister and my brother are in middle school and they're going into high school, there was a lot of every time I would go home for fall break and go home mm -hmm. for, for Christmas and all of that, I was re-meeting them right. in a way. Like yeah. figuring, who are you now after six weeks? How have you grown? Oh, wait, you've grown three inches. Like... <laughs> That literally has happened. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so, you know, we stay yeah. as close as we can and we've, we've learned how to, you know, adapt as we grow and mature and grow and, and all of that. So great. Love my, love my siblings. Has Catherine come visit you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. She was actually just in my office yesterday. Yeah. So I stopped by to say hi. We awesome. got, she had to interview me for a project or something like that. So so you got prepared for this. I did. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't recorded, though. So oh. <laughs> she just had to write a paper based on what I oh. said. So that was fine. All right. <laughs> yeah. all right. So talk about high school. What all did you do outside of academics? Oh, man. What did I do? Mostly band. I was okay. deeply involved in the band program. Marching band takes up your life. Oh, that's what I've heard. Yeah, it really does. It just it sucks you in. There's there's nowhere to go, and then it converts in the concert band, and then you play. And mm -hmm. um, on top of that, uh, I took private flute lessons with a wonderful teacher in the area, um, and love 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 doing that. I would go and take hour lessons once a week, mm -hmm. walk over from high school. Um, and 
along with that, she had a flute choir. So I grew up playing with somewhere between 8 to 15, 20 different flutists that were, many of them around my age, sometimes Mm -hmm. a little older, sometimes a little younger, and sometimes we'd have some like returning adults that would come too that were picking up the flute again for the first time. And we played tons and tons of gigs and weddings and so many things. And just like some of my best friends in high school actually were in that group. Which was really fun. And mm-hmm. many of them didn't go to my high school necessarily. They went to the private school or they were in a couple different towns. Some would drive 30, 45 minutes to come play with oh, wow. us. And yeah. That's awesome. So I really got to know all of them. But apart from music, I did a, I did a couple other things too, mm-hmm. but I bowled. Nice. I did. I don't have a very good bowling score. I was not a good bowler. Um, Sounds good. Fun. Confess I did it so I could take more AP classes. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, State of Illinois regulate, I don't know if they still do this or not, but your junior and senior year of high school, you had to get a PE waiver. Oh. And the only way you could do that is if you were in a varsity sport. And that PE waiver allowed you to take an extra class or two. Okay. So I got marching band in the fall, and then I needed something in the spring. So I joined bowling because it was easy, right? I could throw a ball down the lane. It was fun. <laughs> I, yeah. I could make somewhat varsity because basically everyone was on varsity. It wasn't yeah. like basketball. I had to be good. <laughs> so yeah. it worked. It accomplished hey, the goal. As and long as it worked. I had fun doing it. So, nice. yeah. Were you, did you do any clubs or kind of sounds like you were pretty busy. I was pretty busy. Um, I remember doing, uh, I did fellowship of Christian athletes, even though I wasn't too okay. much of an athlete. Um, <laughs> you were on a team. You qualified. I qualified. Um, I did, uh, I think at one point, I did like the language club for a year oh, wow. and just kind of like little things like mm-hmm. that along the way. Okay. The music department in high school often would bring you into things like theater because I played in the pit and things like yeah. that. So I was pretty actively involved throughout the high school. Yeah. Is there anything you wish you would have been able to do in high school? I don't think so. Uh-huh. No, I was I was so busy, and in fact, when I got to college, it was a breath of fresh air because you know there's times to nap in the afternoon, so that was great. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> I felt like oh gosh, you know, I'm not in classes from eight to three nonstop, and then have to go to all these things in the evening, right. and then do homework, mm-hmm. and then get to bed at midnight, and then wake up and be back at the high school by seven a.m. the next morning, like, right. and then do all sorts of things in the weekend. You know, so that wasn't a thing in college. Right, the same exactly. Life. Just as busy, mm-hmm. but it was spread out. Yep. You live local. I wasn't, we had to drive 15 minutes to my high school yeah. to get there. So that wasn't happening. Two minutes across the street. It was lovely. Exactly. <laughs> in comparison. Oh, yeah. Okay. So now that we're kind of touching on college, walk us through just your experiences here at Hope. Yeah. I have so many just wonderful experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I came in knowing I wanted to be a history major that wanted to continue playing. Um, that's partially why I, I chose Hope was it was a school that I could continue playing, mm-hmm. but didn't necessarily have to mi- minor or major. Right. Um, and as the music department often does, it sucks you in. Mm-hmm. And I fought to somehow maintain both as my sort of yearning to study and grow in music more and my yearning to continuously dipping myself into history as well kind of grew in those ways. 
Um, so I just have so many great memories of the faculty mm-hmm. and the professors, many of them who have now, as I worked at Hope, have changed and shifted that relationship a little bit, but right. that, that friendship and that admiration mm-hmm. and the knowledge that I gained from them, the ways oh, that they yeah. pushed me to think um, is kind of a legacy that's continued and it's really a blessing to join them again right. and mm-hmm. to kind of share what I've learned from them with other students in different ways or right. point them to those faculty and you know yeah. all of that. Yeah. Nice. And I'm just, you know, talking about all that. Mm-hmm. I hate to bring up this sad subject, but yeah. Dr. Haygood. Right. He was like, a wonderful professor of mine. He was you know, I had several classes with him and mm-hmm. it's such a loss for hope. Yeah. Um but, you know, the things that he taught me will continue to live on and exactly. a lot of the legacy that he had and the way that he worked with students, I think in some ways makes me think more about what he did for me mm-hmm. and the ways I can model that for students. Right. And I think a lot of us who took those classes, you know, mm-hmm. we feel the exact same way, even if we're not back here at Hope. Right. Still. One of the biggest things I can think about, he always had this... <laughs> ridiculous system of making you give presentations. You probably remember this in our history of science class. And the thing that was always strange to me in a sense is he always makes you do an overview Mm -hmm. of what you're gonna talk about in your presentation in the first couple slides. And that's something that I, while I hated it in that class and the classes I took with him, hated it. (laughs) It's actually something I do now. Really? Yeah. I may not always have a slide, which he may object oh. if he were here. Yeah. Um, but I always try and tell students when I'm teaching or I'm giving a presentation to faculty or at a conference if I ever get the chance to do that. Yeah. Hopefully I will. Um, I, I like to give an overview because okay. I, I kind of realize mm-hmm. after that class thinking like, oh, that is actually a really good right. idea. So some things like that that he's really... His influence has actively, you know, continuing. But, so, okay, you know, we're out of college now. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, we're going to actually go back to college. That's where you (laughs) met Nate, right? Yes, yeah. Go into detail about that. Yeah, so I met my husband, Nathan Longfield. Um, We actually have kind of a funny story because in classic Hope way, we knew of each other yep. and we have so many mutual friends that it was ridiculous we had never met by I, the time we met. I remember that <laughs> massive friend group that I was also a part yes. of with Andrea and all that. Yeah, so somehow or another, I don't know, we still to this day can't quite figure out, it must have been Providence. Um, we didn't actually officially meet until my husband's junior year and my senior year. Mm -hmm. But from my sophomore year and his freshman year on, we actually can pinpoint like events in people's rooms, movie watching, things like that, where we were actually both in the same room. (laughs) How how does that happen? And we never met? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. But um, so the the summer between my junior and senior year, so Mm -hmm. my last summer, I'm here in Holland. I'm doing a really wonderful research project. Mm-hmm. I'm in the area, right? And kind of what I can remember from out that summer 
um, I was living with Andrea Antonan, Andrew Peacher now, Andrea Peacher, um, sorry, and shout out to you guys if you're listening. Um, they, she was living with me and Nathan was kind of a part of mm -hmm. some of her group. So people right. that I knew, people I interacted with, yeah. but didn't necessarily hang out with them every day, mm -hmm. you know? And I know he came to my house at least once and was in my living room <laughs> when I came home from work one day. Um, I know that that summer we both attended the same church. Mm -hmm. We both were attending Pillar Church at the time. Um, pretty sure we sat in the same pew multiple times that summer. <laughs> Still didn't really know who each other was. Right. In fact, there was one day he became a member that summer of Pillar. Sat next to me and I looked at him and went, We've been introduced at least three times, and I'm really, really, really sorry, but I have no idea what your name is. All right. And he told Nathan Longfin, like, thank you. And then he had to get up to be presented, mm -hmm. and he left church. He had already cleared it with everyone. I just didn't know that he had to go. So I turn around after he's been presented as a new member, mm -hmm. and then he disappears. And I'm like... Oh my word, I totally offended this kid. I have no idea who he is. And he just got up and left because I forgot his name. I just feel so bad. Later found out when we started dating that that was intentional. He had mm -hmm. you know, gone right. to the first service and had to leave early from the second. It was all good. Right. right. I just didn't know. <laughs> um, and then sort of as we fast forward through the summer, Several kind of chance encounters like that. Yeah. Uh, we went to uh, end of the summer, like, college Bible study at church, too. And that was another moment where apparently he tells me that he went, she's cute. She's interesting. I would like to get to know her. And I was kind of like, huh, I don't know who this kid is, but he's interesting. Didn't think anything of it. Mm -hmm. We get into the semester. And actually, we're at this time of year. Uh, okay. Fall break, actually. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I, so I was a, a Bible study leader that summer for okay. girls, or that semester for girls, and I had Hope Hancock, and oh that just happened to be placed randomly, my time fit with hers in my, in my group, um, and I don't believe we had met before, so it was my first kind of meeting with her, mm -hmm. and she happened to be, no, knew Nathan, was becoming closer friends with him, okay. um, and in fact, her housemates were studying math. And Nathan yep. ended up graduating with a math minor. So they were in several classes together, studied together, that sort mm -hmm. of thing. And she asked me if I would give her a ride home from fall break. So she didn't need any ride down, I don't think. Maybe I brought her down, I don't remember. But she definitely needed a ride back up. Okay. And Nathan, from Iowa, he's from Dubuque, mm -hmm. had asked Hope to spare his mom a ton of time in the car. It's six hours, by the way, from Dubuque up here. Oh, wow. One way. So he was trying to oh, spare yeah. his mom 12 hours in the car. I said, hey, Hope, any chance that you could give, I, I could get a ride halfway home to Tremont, where she lived at the time, and then you could give me a ride the rest of the way. Mm -hmm. She said, I'd love to, but I'm getting a ride with Tori, so you're going to have to ask her. And he's like, okay, I don't really know her, but yeah. uh, if you'd be willing to ask her for me. And so I resisted and was like, we already have four people in my little car. It only seats five. How in the world are we going to do this? Like, no. Yeah. And she's like, he really needs someone. Is there any chance? I just don't know of anyone else. I said, fine. He has to pack like virtually nothing <laughs> in order to fit his stuff in the back. And so then he gets in the car. 
Mm -hmm. Fast forward to that day, and we're sitting in the, the front two bucket seats because he had longer legs. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, he can sit there. That's fine. And it would be nice to talk to him. Yeah. And funny story, our, our dog at the time actually climbed over me, getting sit into his lap. So I was like, <laughs> you don't even know this guy, dog. <laughs> can you just like come and say bye to me? Why? why? <laughs> this is the story of his life. Dogs love him way more than me. And typically dogs like me, so I don't right. quite understand. But anyways, so I was like, okay, this is weird. Close the door. We head, we head off and we drive up. And the entire time, just him and I talk. Mm hmm and we're like, hmm, okay, we talk about everything from like what, how we feel about life to baptism to the church to, yes, yeah, seriously, wow. to like our hopes and dreams for the future. Like, what, what, how, where do we see ourselves? Deep what do we want to do? Right on yeah, it was, and we're, we're both kind of going, huh? What's going on here? <laughs> so I drop everyone else off, and as, as he puts it, I gave this enormous hint that was like, I'm single. <laughs> Basically just told him, was like, by the way, we should meet again, you know, like we should really talk. He was like, okay. And apparently he tells me now he really, really appreciated that because, you know, as a guy, you don't always we, know. We don't know. No. <laughs> I think as a girl, you sometimes don't always know either. Right. So. And I didn't quite realize how upfront and bold I was being, but that's okay. Um, and he asked me out, I think the next night at the research helped us downstairs, actually, hey. I was working. Um, and uh, then he, he, we went out on a date and, you know, we were pretty much together ever since then. We're inseparable. Mm -hmm. So just, hey. you know, engaged, I think nine months later, we got engaged. Wow. And, Married a year after that, just under a year after that. So it did happen pretty quick, but, yeah, but when you know, you know. Exactly. You know. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh, that's, I never knew that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's really cool. And it's just funny because I'm thinking back to, you know, everyone else talking about theirs. And it's like, you know, everyone else has, you know, the kind of like Coach Mitchell growing up meeting her in high school and everything. Right. And then you have stories like this or Coach Morehouse where, right. you know, you didn't do everything wrong like Mo did, but <laughs> it's just funny how, you know, for us guys, like for us guys, we're oblivious to it. You both were like, who, who, who are you? Who? I know your name. I know your face. I don't know who yeah. you are, but you're so-and-so's friends, right? You know? Yeah. So it's yeah. just funny how stuff like that works Yeah. Out. It is funny. But, it all works out in the end. True. So, all right. Now that we're all done with hope, mm -hmm. talk about after, because I know you went to grad school. I did. Yeah. So to kind of talk about that, I have to talk about kind of my journey of yeah. why I became a librarian. Yeah, please um, talk about that. So, yeah. So as I'm going through hope, as many of you might know, you know, I, at least in my experience at Hope, which everyone has a slightly different experience, right. Hope is really big on getting you to think about the idea of vocation and calling. At least for me, that happened like day one, mm -hmm. which I think is maybe a little early for some people and their yeah. experiences. But for me, that literally happened like day one and kind of sparked something in me of thinking about what is my calling in life and what is my vocation going to be? Mm -hmm. And I came into Hope history major, wasn't sure. Yeah. 
kind of thought maybe I'll go down this museum curating path. You know, I'm interested okay. in museums. I like information. I like history. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Great idea. And at the prodding of the most wonderful Mark Bear, he was like, "You should do an internship. Let's get you an internship somewhere." So yeah. I ended up interning at the Holland Museum between okay. my sophomore and junior year at Hope. Um, and doing a little summer research on the side because only like 10 hours wasn't very much for no pay. Well, Internships for no pay. Huh? <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and kind of through the process of that internship, by the end of the summer, Mark and I got pizza downtown and mm -hmm. he's like, so t talk to me about this. And I was like, I'm not being a museum curator. And he was like, okay. And I think probably one of the wisest things he ever told me and he says a lot of wise things. Oh, yeah. He says, what did you think you were going to like about this job? Like, what, what, what was it about it? Mm -hmm. what, how did you kind of envision it being? And then what wasn't it? Like, what didn't you like? What makes you say no? And I kind of went, oh, okay. Let me, like, think about this in terms of, it's kind of the idea of separating what the job is from, like, the things that you're doing. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, well, you know, I feel like this job was going to be about serving other people. Mm -hmm. It was going to be about giving people information, sharing knowledge of other yeah. people, like being this voice right. for whatever information may be. And I realized that it was more political. Like it wasn't about as much as they would have liked it to be first and foremost about the people. Right. It was actually first and foremost about the dollar, about the bottom line. Gotcha. How much money do we have in order to make this work? Mm -hmm. Which it doesn't have to be that way, but that I realized pretty quickly was going to be right. kind of this issue. And my supervisor on the site was a wonderful human being. Mm -hmm. And at one point during that summer, he said, um, you know, if you want to do this job, you should do it. But you have to really want to do it. Okay. There are virtually no jobs. So that's yeah. something. And if that scares you and terrifies you and doesn't sort of spur you on to really want to go after those like five jobs in the country, then yeah. you shouldn't do this. Okay. And I went, I'm terrified. I don't want to do that. I don't love this enough to want to pursue it like that. Mm -hmm. So no. <laughs> Okay. You know, yeah. And then Mark Bear, I think knowing that I should be a librarian at the time, I can <laughs> ask him and debate whether or not that was true, <laughs> basically says, you know, you can go, based on what you told me, you love public history in a sense. You love knowledge. You mm -hmm. love information. I'm like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Totally on board with you. Right. What should I do? <laughs> and he goes, okay, so there's this public history route. Mm -hmm. You can go public history, but there's no jobs, very few jobs. And you would work at, you know, some sort of public site, yeah. Gettysburg maybe, or something mm -hmm. like that. Great, if you want to do that. Yeah. And then there's the museum curating route, which you've just denied. It's not going to be a thing. Mm -hmm. And then there's librarianship. And you should go talk to the librarians about it. So I came into the library. Mm -hmm. I got an appointment with one of the librarians and was like, basically just fired questions. Right. What do you do? Why do you like what you do? What does this look like? Uh, how is your field? Things like that. Yeah. And kind of through that conversation, I realized this is a beautiful field where you interact with people, you're sharing knowledge, you're helping yep. people, you're serving others, you're always learning, always interacting. Right. It's interdisciplinary. And yet there's room to grow. There's room to be 
present with others. You can research, which I love, but never really wanted to mm -hmm. like do 100% of the time, right. you know? So I just kind of this field of all of the interests I'd ever seen mm -hmm. in my life, even in my music path right. and my history path kind of merged into one thing yep. in a moment that was just kind of like, okay, I need to pursue this. Right. So I did a, you know, an internship here. I worked in the library. I worked in the archives, got experience like that. Yep. Um, and went off to library school at the university of Illinois. Same place Mike so, went. Same place Mike went. Yep. Perfect. A couple years before me, but yes. Yeah, well, yeah, but. Yeah. And so in sort of, I started actually a week after I graduated from Hope. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so no I had a week time to relax. No time. Just right back into <laughs> I'm it. I'm like, I, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm so tired. I'm just going to make it through. I'm going to do it in three semesters okay. and then I'm going to be done. Right. That's a and good I'm way gonna, to look at it. Yeah. And I figured, you know, if, if I need to go longer or anything like that, I just felt like I couldn't do it, mm -hmm. but I could power through another year. Yeah. You know, that's kind of where I was at at that point. Right. I needed rest, but I knew if I stopped, I really needed to stop. Like yep. a summer was not going to be enough time. So that summer I interned at Beardsley Library for the seminary. Okay. Um, which is actually coming down on Monday, uh, supposedly. Yeah. So that. that could be interesting. Um, and they'll have a new beautiful library soon. Oh, yeah. Really nice. Anyways, so I interned there while doing two online classes. So I stayed in okay. Holland that summer um, and then moved down to Champaign-Urbana in August, late August. Wow. Yeah. Did a year there and ended up coming here. So it's quick. I'm yeah. still recovering, I think. <laughs> so I too. Yeah, no. Yeah. Wow. But no, that does make sense to just get it done with. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, one, I mean, not just, you know, for school, right. but in anything that you've done for, you know, as many years as you have, like, when you sit down and stop, you're just going to be like, oh, this is so comfortable. I don't want right. to get back out into the world. Right. <laughs> or it might take longer. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like, I don't want to settle into a job. You risk losing the drive. Yeah, to do the it. momentum and the yep. ability to sit down with a book. And like in some ways, I still feel like like there's a little fatigue. Like yeah. maybe I'll go back mm -hmm. in a couple years and do add something else, add another master's or right. maybe a PhD. We'll see. Um, you know, something like that. Uh -huh. Maybe while still working because I love what I do. Um, but like there, when you go through school for that long, there is a sense of fatigue. There oh, is yeah. a sense of oh man. Yeah. <laughs> All the papers, all the things, you know, yeah. all of that. Oh, but yeah. it's good. It's good, good. too. So yeah. after you graduated from there, was there any stop in between there and Hope? Or did you just come right back to Hope? Yeah. So I graduated in May mm -hmm. that year. And by March, April, I had this job. Okay. Um, so I had this job lined up. And I think one of the wisest things, one of my supervisors in grad school, so I worked in the University of Illinois Library when okay. I was there. Um, I told her I got the job and she was so excited. And then she told me one of the best things I've, I've gotten several like nuggets of advice along mm -hmm. sort of this journey. And it was one of those just beautiful nuggets. She said, there are very few times in your life, once you start your career, yeah. where you get time to rest, where you're not working. Right. 
unless you just you retire you leave for some mm -hmm. reason and just don't work or you have someone that is able to have a job that can support you or whatever yeah. you're doing very few times do you actually get time off to rest so take as much time as you're able to with the new job in between school and the new job and take that you can possibly manage so yeah. whether that's when the job really needs you to start or how much money you can afford to not work for that time. So take yeah. it off if you can. And I took six weeks off where I moved back in with my parents for six weeks, mm -hmm. um, which was a wonderful experience and a weird experience <laughs> in some ways. Um, packed up my entire life, uh, including a lot of like my high school mm -hmm. memories and that sort of thing, right. my whole you know childhood bedroom. Um, did a lot of wedding planning because we were engaged and getting married in July. Um, moved back up here, started July 5, I think, okay. got married on the 16th, had a honeymoon, and then the semester started. So wow. <laughs> I tend to not do things slowly. No. It's, it's kind of what I'm realizing. <laughs> You're just go, go, go. Just do things. Let's just do yeah. it. <laughs> oh, no, but. Yeah. And yeah, we, the advice you got, it reminds me when I was living with Robbie downtown. Yeah. Our last year, the maintenance guy. We were talking, it was about a month or so before graduation. He told me the same thing. He's like, you know, well, what are you doing, you know, after you graduate? Yeah. I was like, oh, I got to find a job. You know, I've got 90,000 of student loans that I've got to be paying off. Of course. I need to get back into it. Like, I just need to start building up the wealth. And he's like, no. I'm like, wait, I'm sorry. You're telling me to not yeah. work? And he said, you know, same thing. Take the time, like, whatever you're able to like like you're saying you know what however much money you can afford to not make mm -hmm. just wait let yourself rest like recover because once you get going you're not stopping right and then you're working full-time exactly. you get your vacation time but you don't get mm -hmm. the same sort of rest in the same yeah. way like oh yeah how important is that like it's like a longer sabbath in a sense it is yeah. a sabbath period exactly. in between things and, and like yeah, yeah. I got lucky. I didn't find a job until maybe a month after I graduated. That's a great amount of time. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, you know, I was applying and everything, and I didn't get that. But I honestly don't think I would go back to my, like, my old self and say, you know, like, hey, the YMCA is looking for a custodian. Apply there. You're getting hired on the spot. Right. I would still say, take the rest. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, it's all, anyone who's listening who, you know, might be graduating soon, whether, you know, high school, college, whatever, however much time you can take to rest, do it. You're not going to get that time back. Very few times you get it. No. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so grateful I did because it was, it was a good time to just kind of like recenter. Exactly. You know, think. You're going into life a going? brand new chapter of life. Right. So I don't have to think about what I'm going to be doing in my job right now at this right. moment. And when I did, it was restful. You know, yep. like I was excited about it. I wasn't, exactly. oh my gosh, I have to get into, you know, get into the office or mm -hmm. I have to plan all these things. Right. It was, okay, I'm excited about thinking about this. Yeah. Yeah. So give us a little like details about your job. Because I mean, yeah. you know, everyone here is librarian. I know first thing that comes mm -hmm. to mind, you're sitting behind the desk, you're reshelving. Right. You don't do that. No, so um, my official title is Digital Liberal Arts Librarian Assistant Professor, actually. Um, 
And so when I took the job, this position didn't exist. Mm -hmm. So I was sort of tasked with the large task of building a digital liberal arts program here at Hope. Okay. Sort of a way, if any of you are familiar with the Mellon Scholars Program, um, of bringing some of the beautiful things that the Mellon Scholars do with the marrying of technology and scholarship and research and yeah. teaching in a sense too, bringing all of those things to sort of a broader campus. Okay. Like Mellon Scholars is touching through the students and then seeping into it, but how can we support other initiatives yep. across campus? So my job is a lot of figuring out what that needs to look like on campus, ways I can grow that. I do a lot of sort of mulling over, reading through how other people, which there aren't very many programs like that. Right. Um, there's only like five or six around the nation actually that have librarians like me. Wow. Which is really exciting, yeah. Very unique. Um, I teach myself how to do a lot of tools and ask a lot of advice and watch a lot of tutorials. And probably the favorite part of my job is meeting with faculty and students you know, here in my office mm -hmm. and helping them either figure out how they're going to structure a course and an assignment. Okay. How does that look like? What do you want your students to learn? Mm -hmm. Or student, you have this assignment. Let's talk through this technology. Let's talk through these methods. Right. Let's talk through some of the skills that I'm hoping you learn beyond just learning a timeline tool or something like that. Yeah. Um, and teaching. I get in the classroom. I'm a teaching librarian. Um, that's something that really energizes me. I, I love getting in front of a class of students and teaching them something new and being a resource for them and serving them in different right. ways and helping them to learn not just, this is how you create this map or this is how you create this podcast. I do have a lot of students that are doing that actually. Awesome. Um, but also sort of the flip side of like, let's talk about what it means to use technology in an academic sense. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about what it means to really be a digital citizen in this world and what it means to interact with technology and good ways and effective ways as well. Right. Um, so that's my ultimate goal. Um, it doesn't always come out in language like that. I'm not always talking about, okay, well, you need to do this, this, and this, and this. Yeah. But through a classroom setting where we're teaching a tool yep. and we're figuring it out and we're playing with it and they're figuring out what that looks like, you know, in their classroom setting with yeah. the particular tool they're doing with the materials and information that mm -hmm. they have. How does that work with the tech? Right. And then how do you take those skills you've built? And then how does that translate when you leave here? You know, or you move into the next class with another project. Yeah. You know, so that's what I get really excited about and what I want. I'm hoping I'll be able to bring more and more and more as right. this program builds, which it's been successful. Right. I'm not sure how, but it has <laughs> been, which is really awesome. Sometimes we don't see it right off the bat, but give it a little while, and then you take that step back, and you're like, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's really fun to see. I keep stats, of course, of yeah. the number of students and the number of faculty interact with, how many appointments I have, and it's been fun to just see those numbers tick up more and more and right. more and more and so I get more and more busy as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's, it's really fun to see that oh, and yeah. see the, kind of the fruits of my labor, but more importantly, the way students have grown. I have students that recognize me on campus now, which is really weird. 
Huh. <laughs> you know, as a student, you're walking around, you go, oh, that's that professor. Mm -hmm. I may have never had them, but I know who they are. Right. I know what they do. I know all the chaplains because I see them, but they have may, may or may not know who exactly. I am. Yeah. And I'm kind of becoming one of those people, which is weird. <laughs> And really awesome, in a oh, sense, because yeah. it means oh. I'm having an impact. So I mm -hmm. hope that they're learning and they're growing and right. they'll take some of the things that I've taught them and maybe seeds I've planted in different ways. Now you're on the other side of everything. Yes, exactly. Uh, and help them grow, you yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. And me growing with them, you know. Right. That's, that's, I think. Learn from each other. Exactly. And that's what I love about my job is it's sometimes people come in and ask a question and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, let's let's figure that out. And I, I also think that can be really refreshing, too, when someone comes in and says, I have this tech question. Uh, I feel really embarrassed that I don't know this, but can you please help me? Mm -hmm. And if I say, you know, I don't know why it's doing that either. Let's, let's see if we can figure it out together. Yeah. And I think that can be a really awesome way of bridging down the scariness of tech sometimes, too. Exactly. I'm not an expert in everything. Right. I never can be. <laughs> and that's okay. Exactly. Yeah. Man, I hope that people are listening to this, especially all, any students who are listening to this yeah. are like kind of taking notes because I feel like, you know, like you said, you're starting to have a little uptake in numbers, but I still feel like you're very underutilized. Oh, really? Here in the library. Yeah. Oh. I mean, <laughs> and I mean that because like, you're just kind of, you know, all the other librarians that we know of, you know, Jess and Todd and all of them, they're yeah. down on the first floor. Right. They're noticeable. You're kind of I'm tucked away. away here. <laughs> We're hoping there's yeah. talk about getting a new building at some point. Okay. We hope at some point it'll happen. I know. Not a new building, a remodel. Yeah. We should I've say that. been hearing about that as yeah. well. Yeah. Like, so hopefully that'll happen during my time here. Yeah. <laughs> Sooner rather than later, we'd like. Um, but the goal is that I will join them downstairs yeah. if that's the case. and. Um, so that would be nice. That would yeah. be nice. But I, I do have quite a bit of traffic up here. You'd be surprised. Though yeah. so I often have to you know, explain where I'm at and things like right. that, which exactly. is always fun, fun conversation, yeah. even and, if it's frustrating. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, while we're here on the show, let's, you know, you are right next to the Mellon Scholars. That's a study room? It's a, or a, like a little audio room, audio oh, visual okay. room. Yeah. So I think we call it the Mellon Scholar Lab, something like that. I, I, I can't remember. remember. Yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, you're kind of talked away. Let's see what we got out the window. Not much. Not a whole lot. No. Voorhees. Voorhees. There we go. I get some beautiful sun. There's lots of sun. Yes. <laughs> so, so that would be the east side of the building. Don't ask me directions. I, <laughs> I would say I the back so, right, yeah. although that's a little strange because the staircase is in the middle. But if you come up the stairs, go to the right side. Just stick to the wall. Yep, stick to the wall and go to the far right side from there. Don't turn around. Just come. <laughs> You're not back. lost. You're going the right way. Yeah. But yeah. no, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like I'm saying, you're kind of tucked away, but at the same time, you know, it's not. You don't have a whole lot of people stomping through, or like it's right. not hard to hear who you're sitting down with. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So this is. It's a nice a private spot. room, too, exactly. which is nice for conversations with students and faculty and mm -hmm. really getting to know people. So yeah. I do enjoy that quite a bit. Awesome. So obviously you're very, you've been very busy. Yes. Have you had any chances to get out and travel? 
I travel a fair amount for conferences, actually, which okay. is wonderful. Yeah. It's really great that Hope will send me to, for professional development and help me learn and grow as mm -hmm. a scholar and as a librarian and in my work. Um, so I've, I've done a bit. I've, I've been to Victoria, Canada twice. Nice. Um, I will be going to Las Vegas in a couple weeks. So uh, for a conference, <laughs> for a conference. Maybe a little fun on the side. No gambling or casino, I promise. <laughs> um, I've been to Pittsburgh. I've been to Milwaukee, which I'd never been to. So I went there for a conference. Okay. Um, and I will be going to Greece in May, actually. So I'm really That's excited awesome. about that trip. Yeah, I'm uh, privileged to go with a, a group of great faculty. There's going to be four of us that are going and we're actually going to be looking both at like historic sites and things mm -hmm. like that and kind of getting to know Athens, okay. um, making a connection with the university there. It's in the GLAA, which is our, you know, the GLCA, yep. the GLAA is our okay. global group that Hope is a part of um, and going into some of the refugee camps there. So... We're going to be okay. kind of exploring that and um, hopefully creating some sort of digital video narrative when we come back as well. So okay. some video projects and some photos and things like that that we can then take into our various classrooms and yeah. talk about some of the what's happening there and what does that relate to said subject matter yeah. of a faculty member. That's awesome. So, yeah. It's because, you know, yeah, Mike was talking about too all the times that he's traveled for work and all the different mm -hmm. places. And that's like... That's so cool that you guys get to do that. It is. It's wonderful. Um, it's really the perks of being able to be in an institution that values right. us and values our profession and values the fact that we need continuous training. Mm -hmm. You know, that's so important, especially when you're dealing with tech. Yeah. <laughs> I need it, to be on top of things. I need to learn new changing things. every day. Always. Yeah, the worst thing is when I get into a class, I'm all ready, and then I go in and go, oh my word, they updated last night when I was sleeping. I guess I should have looked right before class, but <laughs> it does oh, yeah. occasionally happen, and people are really gracious when oh, yeah. I'm standing up there going, give me a sec. <laughs> Let me figure out what exactly they I'm did. I'm sure you're not the first person to say that. Probably <laughs> not, and I just, I try and embrace it, because yeah. that's what tech is. But exactly. <laughs> You know, you got to laugh about it because yeah. there's no, you can't get frustrated if it just happens. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. Well, before we wrap this up, I need you to do two things for me. Oh, okay. First, I need you to write a letter, just a quick little few minutes to your college freshman self. Hmm. Like what advice I'd give them? Anything. I'd say enjoy your time because four years goes ridiculously fast. Um, really dig in deep to the knowledge that your faculty have, both in their subject area um, and life and faith as well. Um, it's always, I think, some of the best faith conversations I had were with faculty mm -hmm. or a combination of faculty and students and not always in the classroom. Right. Um, and I think that that's something that I don't know how many students take advantage of that. So. Right. I would remind myself, make sure you do that mm -hmm. and just enjoy the time, yeah. you know, enjoy what you're doing and enjoy who you're with and don't always be as stressed as you possibly can be about the papers you're writing. Like do them, right. no, that's kind <laughs> get of them important. done, do them well, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but be okay with the fact that they're going to be late nights and yeah. that's fine. It's college. <laughs> it's college, yes. I did not pull an all-nighter when I was at college. Neither but, did I. 
Some people say it's something you got to do, but <laughs> oh, I did not. I don't think I ever could have, and I definitely can't now. <laughs> students be like us. Don't do it. <laughs> I don't think it's worth it. But no. the second thing, you're going to rate your life scale one to five. One being this is nothing like I envisioned mm -hmm. it would be, and five being this is everything I thought it was going to be. Probably a four or five, actually. Okay. Yeah. I'm a big planner, which is a fault in some ways. And yeah. <laughs> good in others, but yeah. I think because of that, I never had, like, this is what I'm going to be when I grow up, you know? Mm -hmm. I always thought, maybe I'd be a teacher, which is kind of interesting, because I am a teacher right. in a different way. Mm -hmm. um, and I always, you know, wanted to be married and have a good life and have a, a career that I enjoyed and... Right. You know, and I think those are all things that oh. so far have gone well. So, I mean, maybe I ask so. me in five years and see what I think. But. <laughs> oh, well, okay, you're hearing it now, no. folks. <laughs> yeah. No, but awesome. Thank you so much for all this time. Thank you for asking me. Oh, it was yeah. great. It's, it's been, God, I don't even know how many years since we have had a conversation. Oh. Because, like, we would run into each other on campus yeah. and everything, but, like, it might have been since... We were in a lab group in that history of science class, weren't we? I don't even know how many people I was in a lab group. He kept mixing us up. Every every class, pretty, every every like section or something. I think we were at least one together. I think so, yeah. So. God. Oh, I still think about that. I that still remember class. when it was gorgeous outside. And he's like, we're getting out of the dungeon. Oh, those are the best classes, isn't it? When you would leave class and go enjoy the beautiful sun in the Pine Grove mm -hmm. or wherever. I had a music class once, actually. We, we rolled a board out <laughs> from Nykirk, <laughs> from Snow Auditorium, into the grass. <laughs> Grounds and, must have had a field day with oh, that. Oh, probably. <laughs> I, I didn't even think about that, but probably. <laughs> and we had music theory outside. You know? And how wonderful is that? Right. And, some, some days I wish I could go back and fully be a student again, but I, I do love what I do, and I love the impact I can I, have. I think about but, that, you know, walking around campus, mm -hmm. and like, I'm just like, man. Yeah. I had a conversation with a friend recently, and I even said, you know, I was like, you know, now that I'm grown up, I'm not hanging out with as many people. I'm not seeing everybody. It's like, I kind of wish I was a student for that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like, I couldn't do it again. <laughs> it was a good experience. It was. And you got to try it once. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. This was great. This was awesome. And I don't know why I folded up my notes. I'm not finished yet. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this. We're 53 minutes. Nice. I think this might become kind of the time limit that we're going on because this is now, you know, three out of five. It's going on an hour. So if you guys like these, you know, about hour-long ones, let me know. If you want me to stick to 30 minutes, let me know. Let me know what you think. Again, you can find us Facebook, Tales of Hope Podcast, Instagram, Twitter, at Tales of Hope Pod, YouTube, Tales of Hope Podcast, Anchor app, Tales of Hope, just search for us there, or go on the website, anchor.fm slash Tales of Hope. Find us on all the other sites. There's a button right there that tells you where we're at. Hopefully iTunes. Keep an eye on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If we get on there, I will make sure to post that. And, yeah, 
this is all we got for this week. So you guys know how I end this. You can be a librarian like Tori. You can be a janitor like myself. You can be a student. You can be doing something completely different. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter what you do. You have a tale to tell. You deserve to tell it. Is your life. It's no better or no worse than anybody else's. So, again, you have a tale to tell. It's time to tell it. This is Nick, and I will talk with you guys next week.